You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to our brand new show In Conversation with like I say, so this is a new show to Radio Ramadan where couples from all around Scotland share their experiences. We're talking about topical family matters, experience, sharing our personal experiences and some Nisiya and I hope you find this really interesting. Today's uh, topic is the challenges faced by professional parents and uh, your hosts today are myself, Dr Saira Dar, and my sidekick... Um, my glamorous assistant. Mashallah. What did you call yourself? A sporting, my supporting act. Yeah. My supporting act. My <laughs> glamorous husband, Shahid Majid. We've got different uh, surnames, but yeah, he, he, we're, he's my husband. Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Fifteen years married. Mashallah. Mashallah. Um, Fifteen years. Mashallah. Fifteen years. And our lovely. Shahid is not. <laughs> no, I think Shahid's okay. Thanks. Shahid will do. <laughs> he's witnessing, but not witnessed. And our lovely guests today are the first of all the very well respected and well known Dr. Lubna Gowri. Salam alaikum, Lubna. And her husband, her husband, Dr. Nazim Gowri. Salam alaikum, Nazim. Welcome, Salam. Welcome, Saira. I think you got mixed up with the names. No, 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 I didn't. I didn't, Lubna. That's just the way I wanted it. <laughs> um, Masha, uh, both of you guys, we've been friends for quite a long time, so this will be quite a nice, relaxed chit chat about our topic today, which is challenges faced by professional parents. So Shahid, this is your very first time, not just being a host, but actually just coming on to Radio Ramadan. And you're super excited, aren't you? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I did once call in, but that was just a heckle. So. <laughs> well, apart from that, you're But right. now you're grown up and you're an adult now, mashallah. No, that, that was last year. <laughs> <laughs> So this is this is the, this is the format of the show. You're going to hear a lot more of this chit chat, uh, and also just to put you in picture, uh, Nazim and my husband have a bit of a bromance going on. Yeah, Sarah gets jealous. Yeah, I do. I do. Get she it. doesn't let us sit next to each other. I know, especially when we hug and especially when Eid, we just whole month, <laughs> abstain, whole month of abstaining, isn't it? Right, let's rein it in because uh, we're on air, guys. <laughs> so how's how's Ramadan treating you two? We're day four now. How's it going for you guys so far? Alhamdulillah, it's going really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking forward to the rest of the fast as well. Alhamdulillah. What about you, Nazim? You're a busy, busy man. I know. I'm also looking forward to the rest of Ramadan for Lubna. She can get into smaller clothes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alhamdulillah, Ramadan's always. Uh, she has been warned about these sort of jokes, Nazim. Maybe I should have had a pep talk with you before we came in. I'm not making any reference to your size. Generally, <laughs> generally speaking. <laughs> So how is Ramadan going for you? You've been really busy, you've been on the radio quite a bit, haven't you, Mashallah? No, Alhamdulillah, I often say to people this is actually quite an easy Ramadan because I'm only working 9 to 5, so I'm not taking any time off, but no 8 to 8, uh, no weekends, Alhamdulillah. So for me, that's actually a cutback. Alhamdulillah, you, you, you're taking a, a holiday then, Mashallah? Alhamdulillah, I'm getting two days off out of seven. Yeah, but out with that, you've been doing um, some uh, radio shows you were on just earlier, weren't you? Yeah, I was, I was doing a show before and uh, I've, I'm on tomorrow for the other side uh, and I've been on the other side before. But to be fair... What, the dark side? Well, depends. I thought it was fair and lovely, but anyway. Um, the the main thing I, from that is that a lot of people see a very public side of me in terms of I do a lot, but that's because, alhamdulillah, I say it's, we're a couple, so it allows... While I'm doing this, alhamdulillah, recognises that she gets reward for letting me do this. 
because mm-hmm. she's obviously ensuring that children are looked after mm-hmm. and is so like the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you've got the zahir and you've got the batin you've got the apparent mm-hmm. and you've got the hidden mm-hmm. the same goes for couples you can't have one without the other mm-hmm. no, that's, that's so she doesn't force you to do this stuff uh, if she forced me to, you. if she forced me to do it, I'd be smiling. You must be so lucky, man. Oh, it's already there's been a bit of domestic abuse. <laughs> yeah, um, so should we go get into our topic of discussion yeah, today, which is challenges faced by professional parents? Because Nazan's brought it in quite well there, mashallah. Green. Yep. Um, yeah. So um, nowadays, more and more couples are are sort of working professionally, raising. Uh, a family while running a business uh, and both parties will be actually involved mm. um, and so but there's obviously people have their own different ways of sort of adapting um, and, and trying to you know trying to find a balance and try to find a routine and um, something that works for them so that's uh, that's what we're about today is to try and find out how you guys manage to sort of have this equilibrium um, and how you manage to you know Run the NHS. Have it, have it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most people all. run businesses. We run the NHS. Um. <laughs> yeah, just just to put everyone in the picture, out of the four of us, three of us are doctors, so that's probably quite true, actually, in some capacity. Mashallah. Well, actually, Shahid has he's he's helped out with the help with the University of Glasgow, which is linked to the NHS. So medical school, it was medical school, wasn't it? It was indeed. And the NHS education for school. Yeah. So because we've had lunch together. Yeah, and you give me racial abuse somehow in front of my colleagues. But anyway, alhamdulillah. <laughs> how how you managed to give me racial abuse was, was quite funny, but anyway, that's just for another day. Uh, so why don't you tell us about um, your family first and foremost? Right. So I've got the one wife and I've got the two children. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So far, Marshall. so far, like the one only one wife so far. Marshall. I thought we were talking about children. <laughs> you can take it for both. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we're obviously both doctors. Uh, I'm full-time, uh, Lubna's part-time, but anybody who knows NHS and part-time means you still have to do weekends and nights, just it's not as frequent. And uh, we made a conscientious decision that not both of us would work full-time. Mm-hmm. <coughs> what kind of doctor are you, Lubna? So I'm uh, going to train as a psychiatrist, so I'm going to start my training in August. Excellent. Yeah, so I did my clinical fellow as a, in psychiatry as well in, uh, at Lavendel Hospital until April. So uh, I'm going to start uh, code training from August, inshallah. inshallah. It's fantastic. But what kind of hours are you working? What days do you work? What's your what's your work routine like? So at the moment, I've just taken a short break between April and August. But uh, if you want me to talk about my job, which I did in April, then uh, I used to work three days a week. And uh, so because I, st- I started working part-time uh, from 2013, and just to make it easier with the childcare and also because my in-laws look after our children, so just also to give them some time for themselves as well. Mm-hmm. So alhamdulillah, so that, that was a really a, a blessing for everyone, uh, to be honest. And uh, alhamdulillah, I can't thank Allah enough because uh, my in-laws look after our children because oh, okay. uh, being a doctor, uh, you yourself know that, you know, because of the odd hours and mm-hmm. odd uh, shift patterns, it would be very, very difficult, mm-hmm. almost impossible maybe uh, to uh, leave the children um, uh, with childcare or, you know, mm-hmm. nannies, etc. because of the uh, working hours, because finishing at nine in the ni- at night and then 
coming home it will be really devastating yeah. especially for the children so alhamdulillah I'm really really grateful and even when you're supposed to finish at five you never actually finish at five oh yeah so of course of course so that would be really uh, very hard so um, yeah, it's I, always hard isn't even now <laughs> <laughs> and I remember one of one shift when I finished my uh, you know the 12 hour day on call uh, and Nazim was working in the same hospital as a senior registrar and I was a FI2 trainee then and um, so he started his night shift uh, at the same time, mm-hmm. so it was like you know. Even imagine if it for if yeah. for the childcare, that would be really yeah, hard. Yeah, uh, It would be very difficult. How old are your children? So my older daughter Afia, she is seven years old, and my younger daughter Iman, she she turned three this month. Okay, so one's at school and one's at nursery. So Iman is going to start nursery in August, and not, she's still at home at the okay. moment. So do your in-laws do the school run as well while you're yeah, working? Yeah, alhamdulillah, because my my father-in-law is a retired GP, so uh, he he looks forward to looking after the children with, with respect to going out and, you know, taking taking them to school and picking and dropping them off and taking them to the park, etc. And and he, like, he likes gardening a lot, so he takes them out into the garden okay. and they really enjoy that as well. Okay, I know from our experience when I was doing my training, I did my training full time. I, I we couldn't have done it without my parents helping us, um, because like you say, you work weekends, you work night shifts. Um, when you're supposed to finish at five, you can finish at seven. Um, and at the moment, you my little ones at nursery and six o'clock finish does not mean six o'clock finish yet. The nursery Absolutely. closes at six o'clock, so yeah, it can be very difficult. But we, we've I think only gone through it because of the support of family which Definitely. was one of the questions that I wanted to ask you you know if it what what other support networks do you have that to help with childcare or is it or do you solely rely it's on family it's pretty much family I think part of it is we planned it such that when <clears throat> when I was in my registrar training we decided to move to where my parents stayed the schools were good and I was brought up in that area so you have to plan a bit nothing happens by chance uh, you have to actually think about things. Obviously, Allah plans and we plan. Allah is the best of planners. But we sometimes have to say, okay, he's given us an intellect. We've got to plan ahead and say, okay, well, this is what I'm going to be doing. This is what she's going to be doing. How is it going to work in reality? How is it actually going to transpire over the years? Because medical training isn't one, two years. You're talking potentially up to 10, 12 years. Uh, um, my full-time training alone, I graduated in 2004 and I became a consultant in 2015. 11 years. Now part-time training obviously might take a number of years as well because you're extending your training. So we decided that okay, we'll move to this area and we'll see we'll see how it goes and to be fair, uh, full credit Lubna, she's kind of put her career to the side mm-hmm. because of the family. Uh, it's very difficult for two people to have thriving full-time careers as doctors when children are young unless you're saying well someone else can look after them and we want to be involved as parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, apart from family to be honest there isn't really anybody else who comes in? Uh, there was, are. Was that a conscious? Was that a discussion you had then in regards to how your careers would would pan out? Yeah. Who would take the, the step back? Was that a conscious decision and a discussion you had before you had children, or was it something that just the discussion came when the need? It was. Arose? It was kind of understood. Uh, I've always been keen for Lubna to work. People aren't, don't realise that um, Lubna's dad passed when she was eleven. So her mum put her through education and her two older sisters, one's a doctor and one's a dietitian. So she's put a lot of hardship in. So I've always been behind Lumna to work, surely so that her mother gets some satisfaction that she can see the rewards reaped from the effort uh, that her daughter puts through. Because it was, uh, obviously, in, in India in particular, it's very difficult to do that. Uh, it's a lot of stigma mm-hmm. going against the cultural grain. So I've always been very keen for her to work. And, and always, uh, even though I've been quite busy, when we had our first child, I was doing research. I was very hands-on. 
uh, at that time and I remember I was at home a lot when yeah. Afia was born and even now even as a consultant I do spend a lot of time with Iman and stuff uh, because my father was able to spend time with me when he was a busy doctor working night shifts uh, and day shifts and things so I didn't want to have to do that uh, what my dad did that's why my dad wanted to give back because he couldn't give to me but he wanted to give to my children yeah, but I think expectations of fathers were different back then. Yes. What we, we need to do as parents, the challenges as parents are very different. Mm-hmm. And a couple of that with two working parents, even more so. Yes. Um, and the children, to be fair, understand as well very early on that their parents are doctors and things are, there's something that is kind well, of how, how, how important is that to you? I know both of you have two young, beautiful girls. Um, how important is that for you that you are a working mum? Or is it not really an issue when it comes to raising children that they see a working that you are a professional working mom? Yeah, I think uh, I I see that in Afia as she's growing older, uh, she is uh, coming to understand that her mom also is a doctor and you know she's a professional and she looks up to me in that regard that. Uh, um, and uh, she comes to me with confidence that I can help her with her studies mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm beginning to see that in her. And she's um, getting older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as she's getting to know, like you know, the world more, mm-hmm. I think she's coming to realize that, and she gives that additional mm-hmm. respect as well. I think to her dad as well, um, because he's a doctor and he's a consultant, and you know, I think it it, it does matter to the, to some extent but not completely. It all depends on how uh, good you are as a person as well, uh, along with being a professional parent. Mm-hmm, 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 absolutely. Do you feel you spend enough time with the children? Um, do you wish you had more time? How does the, the balance work out? Um, I think you sometimes can't spend the, the, the time that you want to spend in terms of when you want to spend. I think the time is there. But you sometimes have to reorganise that actual time. So for me, spending time with Afi and Yuman means going to Sugar Rush at 11 o'clock at night. I was going to say that. <laughs> but the point is that they understand because I'm busy with other things in the community, uh, I'm very relaxed about their sleeping time. My da- dad yeah, wasn't so okay. strict. Because at the end of the day, yes, they have to sleep and they have to obviously be fresh for school. But yeah. I, we also know what makes them tick and you understand yeah. how they are. In fact, Iman stayed up in the with us last night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With she was at her parents' house and uh, we'd gone to our house to get some stuff and then she stayed up yeah. uh, until we came back and she actually had Seri and went to sleep oh, after Seri. So because we, we've always had a thing about not being so rigid about sleeping time, it's made a bit of flexibility in terms of the I, time I you guess, spend. I, mean, I, I was going to say we, are quite, we have a very strict routine mm. because t- for me that's the only way things will work but then we are more flexible with our youngest who has been up for Sari with us. Yeah. <laughs> Sarabi with us as Rashella, well. Mashallah, because she's the boss. She's the boss, isn't it? She's Sarah's boss. I mean, Sarah's boss. Yeah, we've got a hierarchy in our family. We do. Actually. We're at the bottom. Um, <laughs> I'm not at the bottom. Yusuf yeah. is. <laughs> you're, 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 you're the middle order of batsman, are you? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. But, but seeing that, and again, on the days that you're working with that, do you agree that without routine then you wouldn't get, you have to be almost regimental without routine to get, because it's hard enough getting kids up and ready for school, but if you yourself have to get your bag packed and prepare for the day and get yourself ready for work, you know, you, you can do that without routine. Yeah, but I think uh, my case is an ex- uh, exception because my, because what we do is we go and stay in our in-laws, in-laws house when I work, the, 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 days, the days I'm working. So my mother-in-law helps to uh, get yeah, Iman okay. Afia ready f- uh, for school. Uh, Iman, we don't really have to bother about her. She can wake up when she wants. 
and uh, after it gets picked up either by my by my father-in-law or uh, uh, friends that stay close by mm-hmm. uh, who share with you know picking and dropping off and everything so alhamdulillah that's what as i said in the beginning that i can't really thank allah much uh, because my lord look after them yeah, and it's really yeah. made it a lot easier and i'm glad you mentioned f- friends there as well when, when it comes to pick up and drop off and i know Misha, they rely yeah. a lot on yeah. friends and i i want to give a, a shout out to Nigat bashir actually <laughs> especially Nigat bashir because she's been doing a lot of my pickups and drop offs so alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah when it comes to um i think you you, you plan but Allah also mm. makes things he makes yeah. he makes things fall into place if your yeah. intention is right I, I think you're sent good yeah. people that can you can rely on for those things so you know that saying where you, it's not just the parents that raise the children it's the community so I think when it comes yeah. to these situations definitely true you're definitely right and I think because the intention to earn money or to do something is for not just itself but for other things that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he creates the means mm-hmm. and it's one thing you always, always think Okay, we've got a lot of things in place, but again, Allah made that happen. Our parents may have not been healthy, our parents not been nearby. There's a lot of things that Allah could still change despite having things which on paper might seem straightforward. Mm-hmm. And I know from dealing with and uh, speaking to other people, having a female uh, um, in the family who's a daughter-in-law, who's a doctor as well, although they like that idea of a trophy daughter-in-law, the reality is quite tough yeah. because some people find it difficult to comprehend that their daughter-in-law will not be home at mm-hmm. a certain time or not be there at a weekend or a family function. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that understanding is very important. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is, you say five o'clock isn't five o'clock. Yeah. Five o'clock is seven o'clock. Nine o'clock isn't nine o'clock. Even if you've been there twelve hours, mm-hmm. if someone's sick after twelve-hour shift, you're not going to leave them. So having an understanding with your friends and with your family is important. And there've been times even when, and I wanted Afia to appreciate that her parents are working. Is that I've taken Afia to the hospital with me to pick up Lubna at the end of a twelve-hour shift. Mm-hmm. So she goes and sees what mummy actually does. Mm-hmm. And yes, there have been times when Lubna's starting night shift and I'm finishing day shift in the same hospital. The only time we see each other is at nine o'clock in the hospital. A lot of doctor couples have said that. Mm-hmm. But again, we do it because it's a passing phase, inshallah. Like, I don't so have night... Just to clarify, this is going to Levendale. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Levendale actually earlier today, but not for, not for that. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, people... So the, the Glasgow, Glasgow Royal. Glasgow Royal. Glasgow Royal. So how does that work? On the, I mean, how... What's the longest period you've been working like that back to back without spending what you would say good quality time with kids? I think it was uh, probably the the time I did my FI two because I took uh, more than two years because uh, when I had Iman I took a whole year of maternity leave um, because I would like to specify here that uh, Nazim was quite particular that I take a whole year off rather than you know rushing me back into work just to get extra money and stuff. That's really kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, uh, even though it would act, it actually affected my training. I had to prolong my training because uh, like to think. Mm. Yeah, but he said it doesn't matter. You you need to get that whole year for your child, and uh, so Alhamdulillah. So he has really supported me in that in that sense. Mm-hmm. And when there's when there's a requirement, he doesn't like you know push me into work. But like at the moment, I'm not working. Uh, I could have you know he would have probably could have pushed me to do mm-hmm. another clinical fellow job but uh, he just said okay just you just leave it and because uh, Ramadan is coming and we're going on a family holiday to, to India so I guess I guess you uh, you said that earlier it's it's um, being flexible with time but quality matters more than quantity yeah I think it? definitely I think you've hit the nail on the head you know that yourself it's not the, it's not the amount of time it's that yeah. time they remember with you yeah uh, and, and that, that's what it's about because they did remember 
the quality time and you're doing meaningful things in that time as well mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying sugar rush is always the most meaningful thing to do but uh, yeah. even that even in that journey in the car for example I've had chats with Afia in the car driving to sugar rush and say, yeah. say okay yeah. tell me about Allah yeah. and just having these conversations yeah. just so that she's thinking as well so yeah. she it's, it's not that your homework is your homework your religion is your religion your plays your play, everything should be just kind of just all kind of mixed in so mm-hmm. you, you enjoy doing everything mm-hmm. And uh, even though Nazim is busy with other things along with work, he also makes sure that, you know, Afia prays her five, like, you know, how many other times she can get to pray. If it's a weekend, then she tries yeah, to... Yeah, so to, to yeah. discipline then. How yeah. And, and to be honest, it's not even discipline, because see, if it's Salat time, my daughters will put the Muslim down, alhamdulillah, and they get their hijabs ready. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and because for them it's family time because we pr- we try I try and make a habit that we pray in Jama'at as a family yeah. uh, uh, quite frequently uh, because uh, there's two things and that one thing is you're bonding as a family Absolutely. the second thing from uh, Afia's perspective she gets to hear Quranic recitation at home yeah. Yeah. from yeah. the Salah that's very important um, I find that as well um, especially because it's girls as well because they might not get the opportunity to go to the masjid much mm. depending that's on true. what facilities are there and even though Birza Mosque is right behind us uh, it, 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 it's, and it's good because it means that because if you're doing long shifts and you miss the jama'at you can pray in the jama'at as a family yeah, I tried that but my, my teenager mm-hmm. um, he likes to actually go and pray at the earliest of times so you can avoid the jama'at so you can <laughs> pray as quickly as possible so you can get him to lead the jama'at at home two minutes in, his, in jama'at time do you know what I mean you can get him to lead the jama'at no home. no we do, we do so yeah. get, and if he leaves it he can be as quick as he likes well, then he gets not a telling off. No, not when his dad because he gets a telling off for that. Because we did that just last night. Did you? You did Tarawi in how many minutes? Ten minutes. <laughs> so I think, I think I think the key message is quality of uh, making the most of the time that you do have with your mm. children and going for the quality and making the memories as opposed to me because you could spend the whole day in the house together but you're not really with each other yeah exactly yeah. and even if, even in his absence like you know Afia knows that if, if Abu is up, expects her to pray then she, she does otherwise she might you know with me so she who's, might say who's, who's the main discipline there in the, in oh, the oh I think you can make it make an easy guess but really but even though he's not you're the you're the, there most of the time you're the main carer would you say he give, he does a discipline? That's what I said because uh, wow. it, the with the impact he has on them, you know, okay. even, even if he's not around, you know, they know that you know Abu expects this from them, and uh, they have to make keep up to that. Because uh, Alhamdulillah, Nazim made sure that even she prays her Fajr Qada, and uh, so Alhamdulillah, this young uh, tender age, I was like, you know, I think it's a bit early, but then I understood that if you don't make them regular now, it'll be difficult later on. Discipline can be an issue where you have certain rules yes. for discipline and the grandparents have a different rule for discipline. Oh, yes. I How do you manage that, that, Lubna? I mean, uh, you've got that right, Sarah. It is very difficult. Um, again, it's balancing with the discipline, you know, with having childcare um, arranged by the family members and uh, having that, you know, relationship maintained mm-hmm. with your in-laws. So, uh, obviously, I try to keep that balance so that you know there's harmony in the family mm-hmm. and alhamdulillah Allah, uh, obviously make dua for, to Allah Ta'ala. I mean because they just want to shower your children with love and sweeties and you know <laughs> toys and that's their discipline they, they're not they don't care about punishing them and putting them on the naughty Mom's step. Not it's not their job is it's it? It's not their job. I, well, how I look at it is like you know how in our family is like Nazim has got the kind of uh, uh, lead role in the sense like you know being more strict with them so with my in-laws like my mother-in-law tries to make sure that the discipline is maintained although uh, 
the children's parents are not around uh, mm-hmm. obviously my father-in-law is more kind of soft towards them mm-hmm. and uh, but my mother-in-law pitches in and you know tries to make sure that you know everything is going accordingly okay okay we've had similar challenges in the past one of them I, that I can remember was when our boys both we, we didn't want to give them I think it was a Nintendo DS or something, whatever, whatever the latest the is screen going. thing was. The is going. And, and we wanted to delay it as much as possible. Uh-huh. But what did Nano get them for their Eid? All right. Just that. So, and we that that was quite challenging because again, this is my parents, which I found it quite difficult to put his foot down. You know, because the, the grandparents have got them. My father's <laughs> gift, the gift. The kids are super excited. Sina's dad what once said do? to me that the. The dadki, the paternal grandparents, were there to, to help raise the, the children with discipline, and, and, and the, the nanki, the maternal grandparents, were there just to spoil them. Yeah. And that that was the balance of things. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess I guess that's true. I guess because we don't have both sets of parents here. My dad is very much. Most people know my dad is a fairly, fairly, principal, fairly strict person. To be fair. Honestly, uh, he's the most laid back. If, they, if they, the seat didn't have a backrest, sometimes he'd be horizontal mm. when it comes to the kids. Mm. Uh, I think part of it is that you realise <clears throat> that that is always going to be there, uh, which is why I, I always come across I'm a very strict parent. I think what it is is that I ha- I'm an influential parent rather than a strict per se, because a lot of the time my daughters will play around and I just say, look, let's do this, let's do that. They, they won't argue about it, just, we just do it as a team. So yeah. if I'm, so I try to help with the housework, so if I'm vacuuming, I'll tell Afi, okay, time to vacuum. So she'll go and lift them suddenly off the ground and stuff. Yeah. And she helps with that. She, she's not like a chore for her. Yeah. And in fact, that what happens when Iman sees her and she wants to compete. No, I want to do it. Mm. So actually, you can you can channel good behaviour just out of just that influence. Yeah. But again, they're mirroring whatever they see the parents doing. Definitely, yeah. But actually, you've, you've quite nicely brought me to one of the subjects I wanted to touch upon, which was household chores. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you're working three days a week, with part-time, but so three days you're not, you know, able to do much around the house. How do you balance the the chores or these sort of the household things? Um, is there? Do you f- sort of fifty fifty it? Are you still Lubna? Are you doing the majority or Nazim? Are you doing the majority? How do you share the load? I guess we just take it, uh, you know, um, as it comes. To be honest, we don't have a particular like you know routine or our assignment or assignment. I mean, in the sense, you know, well, you don't you have do a timetable. No, on no, no. no <laughs> we, we kind of know that things have to be done after every set time. So if one's busy, the other does it. As simple as. So okay. I might do the majority of vacuuming, but Lubna will do vacuum from time to time. She'll do the majority of the kitchen work, but I'll help out in the kitchen if you want my help. Um, if it comes to outdoor stuff like gardening, obviously I'll take more of a, a, a role with hedge cutting and, and the uh, cutting the grass. But even then, Lubna... The manly stuff. So hang on, you've, you've got all these, these skills that no one knew about, and you can, you can cut hedges and, and hoover and stuff. Well, my wife doesn't want me to have a second wife. <laughs> Uh, but but uh, and, and to be fair, I've always because I lived, I studied away from home, and I had my own flat, and I and as, as even as an SHO, I was away from home for a couple of years, so I've had to always do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So it becomes part of your routine. So even if it comes to washing the clothes, the lights or the darks, it doesn't matter who's doing it. It's understood between us, and because our children Marshall, see that, I, I, that, that, that's quite an important skill that you learn at an early age. And as most men don't ever learn that skill. In fact, <laughs> uh, when Afia was born, one of my uh, a few of my whites got tarnished with something, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't my fault. <laughs> yeah, we've been there. I've done that a few times. To your your. <clears throat> so also, 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 I had a lot of pink in my wardrobe. <laughs> Yeah, the obviously the stress of uh, 
labor and stuff so i think i'll be excused for that yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely and and to be fair as well by we learned this analysis of this class men doing housework is part of the tarbiya and tazkiya stuff that we do if mm-hmm, you can't do housework absolutely. then there's something to be said about it she cuz one does it i do in fact yeah. you know it comes to ironing clothes although I'll just largest iron my clothes and uh, let Lubna iron the rest because mm-hmm. uh, mine are bigger anyway. I have ironed Lubna's clothes before a wedding mm. for her to wear. I've ironed my mm. daughter's clothes. It's not an issue in terms of having to do it. In the same way, if, she, if I need her to iron something of mine, it's no issue. Yeah, and like you say, that's part of the derbia, isn't it? It's just everyday kind of things. The fact that you're working, you're sharing roles at home. You know, that's the, 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 your children obviously just going to absorb all that information. Yeah. You don't have to tell them. Yeah, and, and they know as well that yes, there are certain roles that daddy will more likely do, and certain roles that mum will more likely to be done. Well, I was going to ask again, as as professional working parents, is there any role reversal? Would you say there are certain roles that Nazim you've taken on that traditionally a man, you know, a man wouldn't, and vice versa? Are the things that you do that traditionally. Maybe a wife wouldn't do it. If say say you were you weren't yeah. working, <clears throat> because I work part time, I think uh, I understand that actually when I'm not working, I have to try and do majority of the work uh, so that it frees up Nazim because mm-hmm. he also does I syllabus advanced course yeah. and uh, he's busy with um, many other things. Um, so I know that you know Alhamdulillah, if I support him with that and uh, uh, I will also get the reward for inshallah. it, inshallah. inshallah. so i don't really like we don't really uh, kind of uh, divide the task between or amongst us we just try and do them whoever is able to do like you know even picking and dropping off kids if it's a man's work i mean obviously no, not now not in the not yeah, in no. today's time but Uh, doing all the, er, everything. What, what, what about getting the car sorted, like the MOT and he's done? I see where what this about, is going. What about those sort of things? I see where so, this I, is going. I, 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 the, so the MOTs and stuff, I just take care of all that side of things. But, oh, that's good. But know. I make sure that Lubna does her own car insurance. That's the one thing I, I'll say. Like, but he reminds me of the date as well. So the road tax and the car insurance, because her car uh, get her to kind of take that side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the main thing that I've always said is that, look, tomorrow one of us could get hit by the bus. and that leaves one pair on their own so yeah. it's better to be able to do it you know, the things the other person can do so it makes it easier uh, in a situation of need uh, because as scouts you're always told to be prepared so you may as well just learn the skills even if you don't have to apply them day in day out you're better to be able to do it because in a difficult situation you don't want to make it even more difficult than it already will be Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm, yes. So we've been talking a lot about children and spending time with our children, quality time with our children, disciplining our children. But ha- having done that, and your work, and your studying, I still have all these things you're managing. What time is left for the two of you as a couple? How do you manage that? Because again, you know, t- it's all about time, isn't it? So when you're working, especially, how do you how do you make sure that's that is slotted in? Or do you? Is that a priority, or does is it does it just get left to side where you know to the next family holiday? Oh yeah, we did have a family holiday um, because you mentioned it. We went to Dubai last year. Yeah, first family holiday in about a decade was when we went to Dubai. Oh wow! Last October, remember when I came for I think Zahra Mahmoud's wedding afterwards. Wow. But that's because Lubna's got family in India. Doctor is difficult holiday, so you can't just you want to spend as much time when if you go to go to India stuff. We've been for Umrah and Hajj. But I think from our perspective we don't have a lot of material expectation from each other so even if you're spending time together but not necessarily doing things obvious just that time together is sufficient mm-hmm. and plus we've been very fortunate that we've worked in the same hospital a lot of the time 
So we do see each other at lunchtime or it's like we've paid Salajama so many times in the hospital mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. So again, alhamdulillah, in that way, you, every opportunity you get, you make the most of. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the most important thing. It's not about how much time you get, it's what you do with that time when you do get it. Yeah. And he tries to make sure to take me along, you know, to talks and, you know, seminars and that's happening, uh, yeah. events that's happening around Glasgow so that at least we go together and have some time together. She's trying to back out of sugar. She's saying that I'm making her put on weight. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, they don't have anything on the menu that's not, you know, high sugar, high fat. Thanks, Sarah. So I can yeah, it's, it's all that. moderation, once a week. Yeah. Well, listen, Lubna, this is your diabetologist has been telling you this, so go with it. <laughs> I know, it's hard to believe that he's saying this. What do you mean? <laughs> she always says to me... She's sugar doctor making the sugar rush doctor. <laughs> well, what can you say? Sugar daddy, sugar doctor. Sugar daddy. <laughs> uh, but the other thing as well is that... Like, look, I've, as a diabetologist, you know, I'm keen on physical activity. Therefore, I, we, I make sure that Luna plays netball at least once a week. So she plays netball with Maizun, for example. She wants to go swimming. That's fine. I'm not there to say, don't do all these things. In fact, I'm encouraging her to do more. And she's out too tired. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree with that. Mm. Okay, one of the other things I wanted to kind of bring up, um, going back to children now, do you think we have a quite high expectations of our children? Being quite, both of you high achievers, you know, you've, you've worked hard to get to where you have, it means a lot of discipline, a lot of focus. So does that mean that we put that on our children, that we expect the same from them? I think it's important uh, to have that expectation from the beginning because it just increases their threshold of what they can achieve. If if we don't have that expectation from the beginning, then you know they won't achieve what they they can achieve. So I guess in in some sense it, it does really matter to have that kind of. Uh, uh, but can it be can it be too much expectation? I, I think I always say I've been on the show when it came to education. Said you know your child best. So if you know roughly what your child's capable of, you just push them that bit more. You don't want to push them too much that they just lose the enthusiasm or, or the fun in doing it. Mm-hmm. You, if you know your child has a particular aptitude in something, you push them in that mm-hmm. to make so they enjoy it. And you make them like, look, you can do this. It's about how you push them as well. So, yeah, you want your child to do as best they can. You want them to be able to uh, uh, fulfil their potential. And just to give an example, like when I started learning to read Quran, I think I was, I was, I hadn't turned seven, so I, and I was already starting to learn to read Quran. Afia's turned seven; she's not started reading, but we want to make sure that Tajweed is perfected, so she doesn't have to go through all the challenges that we went through in terms of yeah, recorrecting yeah, herself. So it doesn't matter if she doesn't do it uh, or finish Quran before her daddy. The point is, she can read it better than her daddy did at yeah, that yeah, age. Absolutely. So it's about understanding what's the bigger picture. Uh, how about I give you a scenario? So say Afia says to you, Dad, you know. I'm not really enjoying science. I hate it. I just want to chill at home and draw pictures. How 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 does <laughs> how would you feel about that, Nazim? Like if she if she came home and said, "Do you know, Dad, all I want to do is draw and paint. I love colours, and that's what I want to do with my life." Then I'll tell her you go to Oxford and become the best architect there is. You harness it to make them. Be yeah, yeah, but I, I I don't like science, Dad. So as I was saying, I said go and, go and study architect. The point is, you want them to fulfil their potential to the best of their ability so that they give themselves the best so, class for Hang on, they're allowed to not become doctors? Have you told them this? My sister's not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my sister's not a medical doctor, she's a PhD doctor, but she chose not to do medicine. She had the grades 
and I just thought it would be good for She didn't like but that, that. That's exactly what I mean. You come from a family of high achievers. You two are both high achievers, and I'm saying that because it's it's something that you think about. We need to be aware of as well that we yes, automatically put that burden on our children. I think you know when it comes to discipline and time management. You know the number of times I'm talking about time management at home, and I think it's unfair for children to be hearing about time management at such a young age. But and proof of the pudding comes in what the parents are doing. So if they see the parents doing what they're doing, enjoying themselves and seeing the benefits of it, you often don't have to tell them anything. Yeah. Mm. I mean, a lot of the time I don't have to tell Afia to go and do it. She knows. She loves to read. She teaches oh, herself sure. to read. She's picked up my BMJ and read from it. Sometimes oh, wow. she, she reads things you don't want to read as well. She reads it, like, what does this mean? So the point she is... She tries to read uh, Nathan's WhatsApp messages and he gets so cross with it. Uh, and uh, so the point is, is that it's the environment. You want it to be a natural thing. Uh, for like, for example, like Yafia goes to the local school. I'm not sending her to a private school mm-hmm. because I believe that there's enough in, uh, nourishment and nurture around her. Inshallah, all things being for her to be able to succeed in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no need for me to change the environment, and that means that she just gets to go to school with her friends that she lives down the road from, and gets to lead a, just a normal life. Good. Okay. So you, you don't think you wouldn't want to say say you wanted to put her into private school? Would you think right? Actually, I'm going to work a wee bit harder. I'm going to do another shift to put her into private school, is that not something that would be an option for you? I mean, that's why we kind of moved, we plan to move to that area so that we don't have to have in that predicament where you have to send her to a private school. Mm-hmm. I mean, things might change, in which case Allah knows best that you say, okay, maybe they do need a certain push and a teacher doesn't mm-hmm. meet the, the, the demands for it or the school changes over a number of years based on who she's going to school with. But all things being equal, having been through the same schooling system myself and seen not only myself, my sister, my brother and seen people in between go through it, you say, well, you've got, you've got to make a judgment call. Uh, and each parent has to make their own judgment call. For me, I would say school is only seven hours of a child's life, whereas the other 18 hour, uh, six, 17 hours spent, two-thirds are only are out with the school environment. Yeah, it's still a huge amount of time in school, though. It is, it is. But at the same time, uh, it, as I say, it's not the amount of time, it's what they're doing that time. And if they're spending time at home doing things that they enjoy doing... Like I remember uh, um, when we taught Afia Tajweed um, initially, we used to make a game. So we used to write every letter in pairs, Initially, with without the haircut, then with the haircut. When you say we, are you bo- is this something you both sit down yeah. and do? Or? We did it. We had cards that we played games yeah. for Tajweed. Yeah, and Nazim like, made sure that I teach her the Tajweed and uh, so that you know she, she gets to learn from her parents and don't waste time going and coming back yeah. from yeah. the madrasa and things. So we just get extra time in that regard as well. Mm. And so we had these cards and we used to put them down and you had to turn them over and say the letter. Mm-hmm. Or then they have to say the noise with the sound with the letter with the pen which vowel is on it. And you have to get the pair. So you're making the educating bit fun and you're interacting with them. Mm, and then when they had the cousins come, the cousins used to play as well. Fantastic idea. And I learned this from my uh, Tajweed teacher, Jamila Rahman. He said, now because of that fun aspect of it, yeah. they, they have a positive experience associated with it. Mm-hmm. I think, I think uh, Masha, your children are so quite young and you're incorporating these good habits in them. I think the challenge does increase when the children are, are older and I know we're facing certain challenges yeah, of with, course. we've got a teenage son so when that's 13, when at 10 um, and it's not always as easy yeah. to do educational activities at yeah. home yeah. Um, it's a big challenge that I face yeah. uh, you know, I was going to ask you, how, how do you structure the day yeah. that because for example Islamic studies I, I do with them at home but I find it a challenge to make it a natural part of the day, to incorporate into the daily routine and to make it something that they come eager to do which unfortunately often is not the case you know because they rather watch tv or they yeah. rather be on xbox 
Yeah. I guess it's just giving them variety. So you're not doing the same thing every day. You so one day you might do homework, another day you might do Islamic studies, another day you might do some um, um, tajweed or something. Mm. You're varying, and but one thing you're making clear that every day they can play. Mm. I yeah. think one thing is play should be there every day, but the formal task that goes with it should be varied. And you have to be, I guess, very flexible because because you know, when you're working as well, Lubna, even if it's three days, I mean, three days is quite a lot in the week. Um, having things like that when you're doing it at home can be quite difficult because I know sometimes weeks go will go by and I think oh, you know I've really if not you know not been doing the history or they've not been doing the Islamic studies and I feel like I'm constantly playing catch up yeah you know I'm always on I have to always be thinking about this that is quite that I find that quite stressful how do you manage that yeah I mean it's not easy and and Nazim also tries to remind me that you know um, how is she getting on with her Arabic and mm-hmm. you know so that uh, we catch up with the, her Arabic and uh, make make sure that she is progressing in that regard. Um, but uh, I guess even going to the madrasa sometimes because they have so many kids, you know they have to attend to. They're not really progressing yeah, no pretty idea. quickly, yeah. so it's pretty much the same thing that's happening at home as well. So um, I guess it's uh, it all depends on how eager or keen the child is as well. Mm-hmm. So it's both it works both ways. It's, you can't really push push them into it all the time. So sometimes you try to make them understand that this is important. That if you have to start reading Quran, then you have to know it tajweed, and uh, just to make them uh, you know understand that they have to. This is an important thing that they have to do apart from the school studies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the point. I think giving the reasoning and the principles just rather than just the rules and makes them understand and appreciate things. Now, it's so good that, mashallah, that Afia actually does a lot of Iman's discipline. She said, no, you shouldn't do this, shouldn't that because... And, and she's she's very good at that, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the interesting thing is because Iman now sees her sister getting attention to Arabic, she goes, my Arabic, my Arabic. So this three-year-old was coming with her book and she goes, me first, me first. Yeah. Oh, nice. So the Every point time. is, so that means that she's got that thing that I want to learn my Arabic as well because she's doing it, because she sees her sister doing it. Yeah. And it's about utilising that situation for a productive thing because it can very easily become very dry. Uh, and anything with Arabic, it's not a set time every day or whatever. The point is, we're going to do this today, we're going to do this as well. So it's not so that they understand it's not that it's always going to be the Arabic first, then the play, or the play, then the Arabic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it mean, the fluidity of it means that they should look for, they're always looking forward to what's next. So I guess f- from our discussion today, the, the take-home message would be quality is key and we utilise all the time we have in the most positive way. So. It does require for us as parents to be switched on all the time, be thinking and planning oh, yes, ahead and thinking, maybe. right, I've got a half an hour journey to work with the kids. Yes. How do I make the best of that? So instead of them to be the headphones, listen to music, we use utilise that to spend, make memories or maybe some educational thing or just talking about life or yeah. how they're feeling. So I guess, I mean, that's, that that's what I get from the discussion today that that is quality yeah. is what matters yeah. and make the most of every time you have. And, and I think it's, sorry. Lubna taught uh, Afi Lover Surah uh, uh, and Quran and stuff whilst driving to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not sure. So in that way, you're making that kind of act, uh, that trip an act of worship as well. Yeah. And understanding uh, that side of things, so you're saying. Yeah, the, talking about worship, um, I mean, this is a message to go goes to me first and then all, to all the parents out there 
that uh, bringing up children is a challenging task but mm-hmm. it is rewarding mm-hmm. uh, at the same time and uh, the famous hadith is like you know the the jannah lies below yeah. the mother's feet and the dad is uh, one of the doors of the heaven so uh, because allah taala has made us and he knows that you know uh, bringing up children is not going to be easier but you will be rewarded for this uh, um, mighty task that you're doing because sure. um, i was just reading an article today that you know you become parent even before the child is born mm-hmm. so you have to start making dua for them and you're going to be a parent uh, you know in different forms until the end of your life mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. so Absolutely. it's um, but inshallah it will be rewarded in the end inshallah i, I think i think what um, what you're saying is true that the, the challenges for any parents are the same mm-hmm. whether that's thinking about their education or whether that's you know allowing them to have independence but being aware of the dangers of the world that we live in um, also the challenges of finding enough time to spend with our children making sure it's quality time and but also with each other as a couple because we need to nourish that relationship as well and our, our kids will suffer if our relationship isn't nourished and healthy and you know they obviously learn from just seeing us well for say sometimes when our, our daughter one of the daughters get if i give love a hug then um, usually one of the two daughters gets a bit jealous <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, remember, I remember like uh, they'd like especially like you might come actually hug and be part of it uh, so the, it's, it's quite fun I think it also depends on whether you've got boys or girls so I've got two daughters and so it's, it's a very they are very girly at times mm-hmm. but they're also quite boyish at times so I get mm-hmm. it's, it's quite good like like Iman's a psycho she's violent and she'll <laughs> go and beats up her sister she beats me up uh, uh, just the other day I was standing here talking to my dad and she just came and Uh-oh. and I'm just like Uh-oh. look at my dad any other kid my dad would have scaled him across a year but because it's her granddaughter he just smiles for that great discussion and just before we wrap up the show just last comments from everybody um, uh, Jazakallah to Radio Ramadan for uh, having us uh, here for the show and uh, bringing, um, talking about our own experiences and also sharing the thoughts and uh, Jazakallah to you, to you and uh, Shahid Bhai as well Sorry, for hosting